Let's start this bullshit. <laughs> That's how I start every podcast, John. I'm like, let's start this bullshit. <laughs> Actually, John, this is this is how mm-hmm. uh, the podcast starts. Now, I, do you listen? And you can say no if you never listen. That's fine. I don't listen to my own podcast. <laughs> I'm serious. You have a podcast? I do. I didn't know you had on movies. No. What is it on? Oh no, you do like heavy metal stuff, right? It's I am the co-host of the bullshit old guy metal podcast. Right, right, right. Basagum. For short, um, oh, BSOGM, Bullshit Old Guy Metal, Basagam. Uh, we are an international sensation. What? Over like in Germany? Uh, we have we have listeners as far away as Australia. What? Yeah. How often do you do your podcast? Four times a month. Okay, so weekly. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, all right. Like the first, the tenth. Oh, so you have specific days 20th, 25th, of the month. Yeah, we have. We okay, have I didn't know if you did around, it like every Monday or whatever. So. Yeah, on or around those dates. And um, yeah, two, two free episodes, two you got to be Patreon. What? Yeah. See, I've thought about we, doing something. We are that. making tens of cents. Wow! <laughs> Dude, you're bragging! Hey, and and if you're if you're the upper tier Patreon subscriber. What, you got levels? Oh, yeah. Holy oh, yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. The upper tier, uh-huh, uh-huh. every quarter. Yeah, what do you get? You get yeah a hand job curated, <laughs> a hand curated mixtape. What? With original artwork. Yes. What? A How cassette. Right. A cassette. You, what, I, I, you need you need to you listen, need to pony up. I uh I I subscribe to one podcast on Patreon. This might be number two if I can get a handmade uh, cassette tape. Yeah. I don't even know how I could play it. <laughs> I can tell you how. All right. You go to Goodwill. Goodwill and find something for two bucks. And, and buy a go. $3 cassette deck. Sony Walkman. <laughs> cassette decks are a dime they're a dozen. Com- they're coming back, baby. Yeah. They're coming back. As long as you have an old school stereo that how you can plug does, it into. How much does that cost? Like what, your second tier Patreon. Is it like 10 bucks? 10 bucks a month. Wow. Because yeah. that's how much I pay for another one. Yeah. And I feel like I'm getting ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the the good thing is, like, even even if you're the ten bucks gets you that tape. Yes. You know, the five bucks uh-huh. um, gets wow. you all. You can listen to everything right for five bucks. Yeah, you just don't get the tape. Yeah. So, so the basically, five bucks gets you the tape. The, the tape is fifteen dollars. You know, okay. if you look at it that way, because you send one out every three months. You're okay. Fifteen dollars right. for a tape. How and many songs? Cool. Oh, it's like a, a 15, full sixty 20? minute. Song I I curate I come up with the track list, and uh, my co-host who is uh-huh. the the engineer and mastermind behind this podcast yeah um, has all the equipment and the cassettes. Who is who is your co-host? His name's Damien Master. He is a. Does he live here in town? Yes, he is a musician. Okay. Um, he's my close friend. We work at Vertigo Music, the sure. record store. Um, and uh, he has made a pretty decent living as a musician selling um, his music on cassette. And, right. you know, he's, he's very prolific, records himself, um, has a cassette label that has branched out to vinyl and CDs. And do you, that. like, this is me just asking off the track yeah, questions, yeah, yeah. but do you, like, because you're using songs from, I don't know, let's, maybe Guar is not the kind of music that you have, <laughs> but do you put, like, a song of Guar on it? Like, would you, do oh, you yeah. get in problems? Uh, because, no, well, I mean. Because you're technically, are you, like, giving away the tape? Yes, we are. I see. We are. It's, it's free. You're not technically selling it. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Because yeah, exactly. I was worried about that, because, like, I know there can be some weird, 
yeah. fucking nonsense. So. Yeah, okay, you know, right, I mean, right. have you ever tried to put like a sample of music in your podcast or whatever? God you know? fucking no. You, you gotta that be real That requires like effort. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and, and we try to put some, well, we, Damien does yeah. all the engineering. He'll put some song clips and stuff, but you know, as long as it's... Uh, like under um, 30 seconds or something? Yeah, you know, it's gotta be shorter than a minute or yeah. whatever, and, um, and, and you know, as long as it's like for a, you know... Uh, a journalistic or promotional type thing and you're not exploiting it for your own gain gotcha. kind of thing. Okay, all right. Um, you know, I mean, it's such a small percentage of yeah. the overall because we talk forever. I, I mean, how do you not talk, talk about metal for 90 minutes well, about Celtic Frost? <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> As a non-heavy metal dude, yeah. would I enjoy the podcast or do you have to be really into the metal? Um... I think there's a little bit of both okay. happening there, but but I'll be honest with you. You know, if you're um, if you don't know who Venom and Pestilence and Immortal and all these bands are, you I'm know, a square. You, you might be a little lost. But I mean, I, I think part of the part of it is, um, you know, I'm kind of a level-headed dude, and the other guy's kind of a hot head, hot take oh, type guy. Uh-huh. Um, and I think we have a good dynamic. He's right. we can. I, I think we're reasonably funny right. you know we're not just we're not were. just sitting there being academic <laughs> about metal <laughs> about, about dudes with long hair spikes corpse paint sure making a lot of noise yeah so what is it again it's the, it's the bullshit old guy metal podcast we are at basagam on twitter jesus basagam podcast on facebook um <laughs> patreon.com slash basagam we're on itunes well, there you go B-S-O-G-M. Look it up. I'm, I'm going to have to. For I'm, all, for, I'm super interested now, really. For, for your cadre of listeners out there who love metal. i got six metal. listeners. Yeah. I know one is, one is at least, one is a metal fan. Oh, good. Kenny in Nashville. Good. He is a metal fan. Hey, hey Kenny in Nashville, yeah. if, you, if you like Slayer and Metallica. He does, and I Testament think. Testament yeah. and all those, you know, I, I, part of the thing is these bands have to be around for a long time for us to talk about them. You know, this is stuff that I listened to when I was okay. 14 years old right. and, and that, you know. But I mean, you're only 18 now. <laughs> and you're 69. Oh, 69, dude. <laughs> yeah, 69. What are we going to talk about today, man? Well, we got to start the pod. We have technically started. This is how we start the podcast. I know you don't listen to the podcast. But this is how we start. This is the our podcast. cold open. This is yeah, me. We, we, no, it's just endlessly plugging my own bullshit. It works. That's right. what I do. I plug your okay. podcast. Okay. <laughs> every podcast I do. I've never listened to it, everybody. But John's every, service podcast. every other every other idiot out there has a podcast. So yeah. they, they're all going to plug their podcast when you interview them for your own podcast. But this, this is how I start. All right, you ready? Yeah. It's the Alamano motherfucking podcast. <laughs> woo woo woo! That's how I start. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty nice. good. Right? Like, Created it myself. Yeah, <laughs> our 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 podcast is um, polished, <laughs> professional. Uh, it can be. You okay. know, I mean, that's what happens when you have a saw, when you have an engineer. You know, yes. a, music, a musician and an engineer. You know, yeah. It, but but ours I'm, ours doesn't start with a, a jingle. It starts with uh, straight metal, a Metallica riff, and then nice. Jam, James Hetfield belches into the mic. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. You talk about Lemmy. Oh yeah. Oh god, the yeah. Ace of Spades. Well, yeah, well, we we haven't we haven't tackled Motorhead yet. We've only been doing it for you know less than a year. All right, I mean, you guys are already on Patreon and you're making tens of cents. Tens of cents. That's amazing. Yeah. All right, I don't think we've actually said who you are yet, did we? It's John Serba. Everybody. Yeah. I, I, 
Why aren't I on your podcast more often? You, you get me once a year. No, we go twice a year. We do? Yeah. We talk about the summer movies, too. We do? Yeah. I don't, I, we didn't do one this past we summer. We didn't? I don't think so. I could have sworn we did. No, we didn't? I don't, I don't think so. All right, my fault then. Yeah. This is my favorite. This legitimately, you're my favorite oh, guest. You are, uh, I, I say that every time you're on, only because it's true. You are because uh, you're, you, well, God, I can't even say you are. You're not the movie critic anymore for MLive. Well, I'm, I'm not, but I'm like the only movie critic who's worth a damn left in this town. <laughs> there I isn't anyone left in this town. I've got to do it. Who, who's out there? Uh, what I need to do now that I'm that I'm, now that I'm free from the shackles of a corporate <laughs> climate, the man is, is holding um, you down. Is start a, a a local coalition of movie critics. Well, there, who is they, who there? Is has there? To be some out there. There have to be a few. I mean, I know there are a few who who uh, were like, "Hey, how do I get a job reviewing movies at M Live?" And I'm like, "You don't, you don't. <laughs> because I'm it. And then when I'm gone, right. they're not going to have one." Right. So um, th- there are people out there who are interested in film criticism. Sure. So, what yeah. are you, you going to do? Like a movie club or something? Uh, you know, are you going to do two cents again? I love I, that. I, ideally, I'd like to um, have some sort of online presence. You know, after I I'm, I get a get a um, a more reasonable foothold on my own online presence post M Live. Well, you with, you with, do have your own website. Yeah, John, it, Sur- John Serba at large at large okay. dot com. Yeah, because I've read your reviews. Yeah, you, you post them to Facebook, and that's how I see the link. Yeah, they they all go to Facebook right. at this point because you know because that's the, what you have to do. But like, yeah. I've I've been uh, where I can where I have time. I'm I'm fitting it in to to keep reviewing movies. Good and um. Sooner or later, hopefully sooner, I'll have a Patreon of my own up. For like a, a for for, like a for my blog or for, for the blog. my blog. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. So I didn't know you could do that for blogs. Yeah. See, I'm so unaware of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm getting I mean, ripped off, man. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, and I, you know, I'm I've seen other <laughs> other writers, specifically a couple other film critics who do this kind of thing. Okay. You know. And, and you know they have, they're bigger names than I am, but I'm I'm open to make it worth my while. Well, in this community, I think probably even in Michigan in general, like people know who John Serba is. I hope so. Right. Yeah. I hope so. Would when you, it comes to movies, yeah. I hope and so. heavy metal. I hope so. And heavy metal movies, movies. more so. <laughs> Listen, I think you're underestimating your heavy metal podcast. I've heard all about it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're talking Oscars. We always do the Oscars. Yes, we do. We're talking about it. Uh, you are my go-to guy. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'll tell you, John, this year, I, w- I was very underwhelmed with movies this year. Really? Yeah. Because um, when I sat down uh, to write my own list for my own blog, johnserbaatlarge.com, it's not a blog, it's a website. What is it's that really again? It's really just a blog. But it's a website. Yo, what is the website again? John Serba at large. John Serba at large, everybody. Yeah, dot com. Um, <laughs> so I, when I sat down and do it, I'm like, wow. I had, you I were saw, impressed? I saw a lot of good movies this year. Did you? you? Know, and I, I, All right. Um, there's a, to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to pick 10 of these and wait. I could have a second list a second of 10? 10. So I actually, you know, and it's funny because, you know, since I don't have that uh, corporate paycheck uh, coming in for me to sit in the movie theater and sure. get paid to do it. You know, um, I think I saw less movies. Yeah, this I, can, past year I can imagine than, that. Yeah, than I had bef- than I had ever before in the last dozen years. And um, 
So that's why I went, like when you're like, give me bring your ten best and ten worst. I'm like, you know, I didn't go out of my way to see the bad movies this year because I, nobody was you forcing me to. to. Right. But I, oh, I came up with ten shitty movies I saw. <laughs> Don't get me my, wrong. My shitty list was bigger than my good list. <laughs> I was like, fuck! I saw I, awful movies. I you know, I think. Um, I don't even. I hate generalizing about the year in movies. Okay. Because if you look hard enough, you're gonna find some really good stuff. Okay. And if you look hard enough, you're gonna find bad stuff every year. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna. It's yeah. the same story every year. It really is. Sure. And we can argue about things that are overrated or underrated, but you and I usually do. <laughs> <laughs> are we gonna start with the ten worst? Let's start with the worst and work well, to the best. Let's let's do the Oscars first. Oh, Oscars. Can we do that? Sure. Can we do that. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. Let's all. The, let's start off with the biggie right off the bat. Uh, best picture, Dude. and and I can't even tell you what the nominees are. Do you know offhand? They they are um, Black Klansman, Bohemian okay. Rhapsody, sure. Roma. Uh huh. Um, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna blank on all these. Sure. I don't know them off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, Roma, um, the favorite. So I got Black Klansman, Bohemian, the favorite, Roma, um, um, um. Um, You're doing better um, than me. Um, there we go. Um, I'm getting to it. Um, Roma was a Netflix movie, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that—that's a big story. That's a huge story. That because it wasn't in theaters. Well, it was. Was it? You know, uh, it got the widest release. Netflix has put their films in theaters before theatrically, have but they? but not nearly not nearly as wide as this because this is such a grand cinematic experience. Sure. You know, Roma. Did you see Roma? I did not, but I did see that it was on Netflix, so then I was like, okay, it's in it's in the queue. You, so you, I would definitely you, you watch it. You should put it at the top. It's Mexican, is that correct? Yes. Uh, Alfonso Cuaron directed it, uh-huh. and he um, he's the guy who did Gravity and Children of Men. You know, I mean, he is... I saw Gravity. It was good. Gravity is an yeah. amazing movie. Yeah. He, he is... He, uh, this is the perfect... That Roma is a perfect marriage of um, a deep, immersive, emotional human story and his kind of directorial technique and vision coming together. Okay. I mean, it's it's based on his memories growing up in Mexico City. Oh, really? Okay. He and he, you know, in 1970 when he was a kid, um, and, and it's told from the perspective of this family's housekeeper. They're they're kind of an upper middle class family in Mexico City. The father's a doctor, right. like four kids in the family. They, the, the grandmother lives there. They have two, like on site housekeepers, and they live right in the heart of the city in a kind of a, a large, um, spacious flat. And it's all based on his own memory, and he literally reconstructed several city blocks of Mexico City circa 1970 From to shoot memory? this movie. Well, I mean, yeah. Wow. So, so you have the the uh, a really detailed um, f- facade of the movie theater that he would walk to and watch films, you know, um, all that kind of stuff. It is a gorgeous movie. It, it's one of those where like it is life and it is happening. Does it? Those <coughs> does it have a shot of winning Best Picture? I think it's it got to be in a foreign language. Well, that that might be the asterisk there. I think that that hurts it a little bit, but it but it's such a tremendous film. I, also, being a Netflix movie hurts it too because there is sure. prejudice. There yeah, is prejudice it wasn't because in the it's not a not a pure theatrical thing. Right. And and Quaron has defended it by saying, you know what, 
if I wanted to make this movie to be purely a theatrical release, nobody would have funded it. Netflix gave me the money to do there this, you, you know, um, <clears throat> because no one else wants to take a risk like that. Who can blame him? Right, right, right. He Who got the movie made that he wanted to make, and and he did show it in in big screens. Like he played here for a couple, it did three weeks. Ah, I missed it at, Wood, at the Woodland, Woodland Theater. Three mm. or four weeks it played, um, and and I think that's the first time our local theater chain um, has been okay. All right, we'll we'll do we'll show a movie on the big screen, even though it's streaming. That people can see at home for free or whatever. Yeah, or you know, because it's it's a very competitive kind oh. of thing, and oh, that, yeah. and that's why you know these. Some of these movies that go direct to streaming, um, they get very limited theatrical releases. Right. You know, they'll they'll do twenty cities or something. Bigger cities, it. I'm yeah. sure. I'm surprised yeah. that we had it. Well, but that's Ro- why I Ro- like Woodland, though, because well, Woodland is going to take it, chances on stuff. Yeah, and it did show Woodland, and 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 the thing is, this film had such uh, such a uh, strong credibility factor behind right. it that how do you you know how do you not get that kind of a wide release even. You know, an art house type wide release. Uh, other best picture movies. I don't know if you mentioned Black Panther. Black Panther, yes. A Black Star Panther, is Born. Star is Born. Vice. Vice. Uh, Green Book. Green Book. And I don't know if you said Bohemian Rhapsody or not. Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. So yeah. they, those are the eight movies. Yeah. Who do you think of those eight pictures is going to take it? Because I can't lie. I've seen most of them. I've seen them all. I haven't seen Roma. I haven't seen Vice. Uh, so I don't. None of them stand out, to be honest, to me as a clear-cut favorite. It's well. It's worth noting that Roma and The Favorite have. Uh, they both have, I think, ten nominations each. Yes. They're, they're the big. They're the biggies okay. this year. Okay. Um, so that is a factor. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody won the Golden Globe for yep. Best Drama, not Best Musical or Comedy. Weird. Best Drama. That's weird. Figure that one out. I can't. Um, so there, there might be, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody and Green Book have that like, um, they they toe that line between uh, the prestige film and a popular film. Sure. You know what I mean? Because Green Book's a very, very much a, a kind of crowd pleaser film. Um, it's a feel-good kind of thing. It's at the de- end. Yeah, like, it's oh, feel, it's we, we overcame movie. racism. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Right. And, th- and that's been the criticism against it is like, this is too simplistic. It's this typical, you know, um, white savior type story. That, right. And it's gotten a lot of, a lot of pushback heat, for that. Yeah. Well, but, I heard the, they, the guys never really kept in touch with each other. They sort of made it seem well, like they did, but then after well, and, that time frame, they're <clears> like, <throat> Fuck off! Well, and, and it's based on the story written by uh, Valalonga, who who Viggo Mortensen plays, right. and the real um, person that that Mahershala Ali plays didn't want this to be made into a movie. Wouldn't give his blessing. He died, and then Valalonga's family kind of waited so. him out and then <laughs> sold the rights. You know, right? right so right. there's some bad. Right. It's it's yeah. uh, kind of left bad taste. That's a bummer. I I thought it was a nice movie. But I wouldn't. I, I, w- I wouldn't go any farther. I, than I that. wouldn't make it the best. And I enjoyed uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. And I know that movie got a lot of shit for being kind of inaccurate in many ways. And I'm like, I don't know. It's, it's it, you're singing along with the movie. Well, <laughs> it functions in that way. I will yeah. give it that. It functions as a fucking jukebox. And yeah. Nothing else. And nothing it. else. Devil horns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
that, that's 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 the issue with it that I that I have with it. It's like you know this is, um, it it really glosses over who Freddie Mercury was. Sure, right. You know, right, right, right. Uh, it, it's it doesn't want to face head on the difficult issues about you know his. Um, kind of ambiguous, is he bisexual, is he homosexual kind of thing. It just kind of right. deals with that in a very surface surface manner. Um, I think it does some injustice to him by insinuating that his AIDS diagnosis inspired that Live Aid performance that's legendary. Oh, right. And that did not happen at yeah, all. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm, I'm the last person to say, oh, this movie sucks because it's not exactly how it happened in real life. We, we are watching a film with actors and fake lighting and wigs and all this stuff. Yeah. There is going to be artistic license. So I don't sure. you know. I, I was taken a task so many times as a movie critic for like, how did you like that movie? It's so inaccurate. It's like, well, you have to take it as a movie. You have right, to take right, it right. as it's historical movie. fiction. It wasn't a documentary. You know, you, you wouldn't care if they're, it, you don't care if, if they take liberty with a a movie depicting events from 400 years ago because right. you're so far enough removed from it you don't understand right. all the ins and outs of it but when but when you make a movie about you know a contemporary person and then there's inaccuracies and people sure. lose they their lose shit their minds yeah. right um, so i'm i'm the last person to make that argument but that movie made a, made a pretty egregious uh, kind of move there that sure. I, that i thought didn't do it justice all right. So and, and, and the fact that well, Rami Rami Malek is probably the front runner for best actor. I thought he did a great at job at this point, um, and he is good in the movie. But I'm like, you know, my problem with the movie is like, give him something interesting to say. Yeah, it's just he, he's in he's in a, he elevates a lot of corny shit. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> So who stands out to you? I'm here in Roma. I think I, is what I'm I th- hearing. From I you. think Roma, man, it's it's a tough That's one. That's the one. I really I really don't feel a lot of like heavy competition from it. I mean, yeah. the favorites is a tremendous movie. What was the favorite again? I'm trying to remember it's, if I it's did the, see her. Um, it is about Queen Anne. Oh, I didn't um, see that one. Yeah. Olivia Coleman's probably the front runner for best actress for okay. playing Queen Anne, and, and uh, it's a period piece. Yeah, it's period. I hate piece. it already. I'm not saying. Well, that. let me <laughs> let me put it this way: if you don't like period pieces, this might be the one to watch. Okay, it's shot differently. It's written differently. It's written real snappy. It's very right. dialogue, very funny dialogue. Um, so it's like a Kevin Smith movie. A lot of swearing. <laughs> no, it's not like a Kevin Smith movie. Quentin Tarantino movie. A lot of N words. <laughs> Well, the the main crux of the film, and this is one of my favorite movies of the year. Is easily, it? Okay. Favorite. Um, the crux of the movie, uh, you have Rachel Weisz, who is, you know, kind of the, the queen's right-hand woman. And Emma Stone plays her cousin who comes to live in the palace as a servant, and she's working her way into that position. Gotcha. Um, so there's a competitiveness happening Ooh, there. Right. and. You know, there's some cunning and backstabbing, and it's a it's a it's a really wonderful film. I dig it. I'll have to find it somewhere. It's very funny. Woodland does a pretty good job of bringing movies back that are yeah. nominated for uh, Oscars, yeah. so maybe they'll bring that back. Yeah, I think favorites still kicking around theaters. You can even see it. I was pretty uh, surprised. I, well, I wasn't surprised, but I guess I was disappointed that Black Panther was nominated. Uh, I know a lot of people loved it. 
I think they loved it for specific reasons, which I'm like, fantastic, like social yeah. issues, all that. But as far as, as a movie went, I just thought it was fine. I, um, I think it's really, it's a strongly, uh, for, for a movie of its ilk. Superhero movie? Um, for a superhero movie, and specifically for an Avengers Marvel Cinematic Universe right. movie, you know, it's it's the it's among the cream of the crop for that. You know what I mean? You think? I I do. Oh, I do. Man. I mean, I I don't okay. I don't I don't like it better than Avengers or right. you know, um, a couple of the other a couple of other ones like the first Iron Man things like that. Sure. But but I do think there's there's some depth to it that maybe the other ones didn't quite have. You know, I'm always going to come back to the rhinos. The rhinos <laughs> fuck that movie up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, Marvel movies are not known for having great villains until this year, until until 2018, right. because you had um, Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther played sure. um, Killmonger. Killmonger, a real complicated story there. You yes. know, usually it's you've you just got these kind of garish villains who are like, mm, <laughs> I'm going to destroy. Bad to be bad. You know, like yeah, Loki was a fun villain. You yeah. know, and there's a good dynamic. Thanos there, has been great too, but. But yeah, that and that's the thing. Thanos has come into his uh, his own this past year. So between yes. Thanos and, um, and Killmonger, Killmonger mm-hmm. you know, there there's some interesting villains. Finally, after ten years in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right. like who who is the villain in the first Iron Man movie? Who cares is the yeah. correct answer. You know, the sure. second it, it was it was Jeff Bridges' character. You know, and, sure. and the second Iron Man movie was the Mickey Rourke guy, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. And even yeah. some of the villains, or something, you know, yeah. like Red Skull and like Captain America is like... And Red Skull should be a great villain, but it okay, just wasn't. He, no, like, he should be a great villain, but it wasn't. It, it, in the it movie, was it fine. Wasn't. It was passable, right. you know? Right. It was like, you, you're not going to argue for it. Sure. That kind of thing. So, so I, I give it to Black Panther. Let, let it, you know, and, and the way the Academy thinks uh-huh. uh, giving Black Panther a Best Picture nomination is its reward. It's, it has no chance of winning. You know. No, I wouldn't think. So. I would not think. Uh, okay, let's go to Best Director only because it's the next thing on the website. Yeah. Look at these dorks in their dork-ass glasses. <laughs> those, I don't know why those are the pictures they chose. Uh, Spike Lee looks like super nerd, and that's Adam McKay, apparently, yeah, Adam right there. McKay. And Adam McKay looks like fucking uh, Fatty Arbuckle. <laughs> that is not, not a good look, Adam. Um, but best director, who do we, I, who I do think, we got here? Like you've got Yorgos Lanthimos for the favorite, and, uh-huh. and the guy who directed Cold War, which was uh, a real surprise. Powell, something Polish. Yeah, he's a Polish director. Palakowski. Um, I, I that's one of the few uh-huh. um, big Oscar movies that I haven't seen. I think um, it's gonna be Spike. Right? Spike, Spike finally going to get his? It's Spike Lee and Alfonso Cuarón fighting it out. Cuarón won a few years ago uh-huh. for Gravity. Uh-huh. Um, but so, like, if you look at it purely as who may who did the best directorial work in 2018, you yeah. probably give it to Quaron. But okay. uh, knowing how thing how these things go, Spike Lee might be the the uh, the emotional pick. He's finally getting his due. Like, I was shocked when it, he didn't even been nominated before, correct? No, ah, and, and you crazy. know, it's it's funny because um, a lot of people. Have drawn the comparison between Green Book and Driving Miss Daisy. Really? Yes. Oh, I guess and just reversed. Yes. Yeah, sure. you know. Sure. And but but it's the same kind of racial dynamic and the same type of 
story happening there. Um, and the big deal when Driving Miss Daisy won is that year, like Spike Lee couldn't get any traction with his masterpiece, Do the Right Thing. Right. You know. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a very it's a interesting coincidental dynamic that the movie that gets compared to Driving Miss Daisy is now going head to head with Black Klansman, right. which is Spike's movie this year. Did you see Black Klansman? I did. I liked it. It was good. Yeah. 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 I, w- I wouldn't mind that winning Best Picture. I think it's an. I think that's a dark horse. Probably. Um, that's wishful thinking on your part, but um, oh yeah, it, I know it is a good. Idea. Well, I mean, it's but, yeah. it's definitely his strongest movie, you know, of the past fifteen years. Sure, you know, he he's had he had a bit of a creative ebb there for a while, um, and uh, and this is this is very very strong movie. Best actress, Glenn Close is uh, for the wife. She um, won the Golden Globe. Right? She won the Golden uh-huh. Globe. Didn't she just win the Sat the Screen Actors Guild I think as so. well? She's um, never won an Oscar, right? Is that I don't right? think so. so and yeah, I think that's could be part of her it. due. Um, but I think Olivia Coleman is right there with her. You know, I, I think it could it could swerve in either direction. From the favorite, uh, Lady Gaga, Melissa McCarthy in Can You Ever Forgive Me? Which is a movie I did want to see because it wasn't one of her stupid slapstick movies. <laughs> I find so many of these comedians are better in like the dramatic role than in the fucking stupid because I think I had two of her movies on my shit list <laughs> they were fucking awful the you, Happy Fun Time Murders you actually saw Happy Time Murders I did yes, well yeah. I had uh, I don't know if you remember this or not I had Movie Pass Movie Pass yeah and I, I uh, in March abused I think it, it was you oh yeah, yeah. The it's, it's it. the reason why Movie Pass went under me <laughs> I destroyed Movie Pass my, the challenge was for me to see a movie a day for the month of March yeah. and so I saw a lot of shitty movies and that is how I end up seeing Super Happy Fun Time which I thought I thought it was going to be shit and then I went in and then the first five movies were like this is going to be fucking great and then it went straight downhill yeah. after those five minutes it was yeah. it was an awful movie. well this is a very strong performance by her yeah I liked that movie yeah I liked that movie I, I want to see it and, that, and sadly that's the one of hers I haven't seen <laughs> I think it's still at Woodland so I'll have to check it out yeah and then um, listen uh, we haven't talked about A Star is Born but no. Lady Gaga did you see the movie? Yeah. Okay, Lady Gaga was uh, clearly the lead actress, and she's been nominated. Mm-hmm. I thought she was the fucking worst part of that movie. <laughs> I thought she, it was like she was in high school. She was a high school uh, person who wanted to be an actor, and, and they were like, okay, you can sing. Throw her in there. All right, give it to her. <laughs> and uh, people were like, oh, my God, she was so good. I'm like, no, she was so mediocre. And now tell me why I'm wrong. I'm not going to disagree with you. All right. I am. I um, but on the other hand, I, I mean, I'm not. I didn't think she was. The the yeah. There there, there's an amateurish quality to her screen presence. Yeah, and you know I, I mean? she's new to it. She's not quite a natural. No. Nope. You know, yeah, what, what's her name? Who's nominated for Roma? Uh-huh. Um, like never, she'd never been in a movie before. Yalitza uh, Apri- uh, Aparicio, oh, yes. Yalitza yeah, apparently Aparicio. she was she not is, even an actress or she nothing. Is extraordinary. She's a natural. Yeah, she's I hate easy, her. She's at ease in front of the camera. I hate and Lady her. Gaga, less so. Um, in in A Star Is Born, but like, but that doesn't mean I did not get involved or have any concern for her character. So, if okay. the, the But that's the story. The, well, the performance functioned in that way. Right. You know? And I, I think that might be holding back why 
one of the one of the reasons holding me back from seeing Star is Born is one of the best movies of the year. It's, ah. it's not. I didn't care for it. I dude, I wept buckets. Oh my god, I you big total, pussy. I totally How can I you do a metal podcast? Turn in your metal card. I'm a complicated man. <laughs> Stu. So you're gonna give it to Glenn Close? You know, I think, you know, I think it's 51 Glenn Close, 49 Olivia Coleman at okay. this point. I, and, right. and partly because it's it's going to be one of those career sure. retrospective kind of, Glenn Close hasn't won yet, she's been around forever, give it to her. Okay. Uh, yeah, 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 give it, yeah. Give it to her. Give it to her! Yep. Uh, best actor, Christian Bale, Bradley Cooper, Willem Dafoe, Rami Malek, and Viggo Mortensen. I... I I hate to say it, but Rami Malek just seems like the one who's going to win. Um, I don't see Vigo winning it. Uh-huh. Um, I don't see uh, Bradley Bradley Cooper winning it. Maybe Willem Dafoe. I didn't I see the know. movie at Attorney's. I, Gate. I haven't seen that either. He plays. Um, uh, I don't know what the fuck that means. What is it? He's the a artist guillotine. who cuts his ear. Oh, off. Picasso. <laughs> yes, it's not Picasso. Who could know? Oh, Van Gogh. Leonardo Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Okay, very. Good. I was gonna call him. <laughs> Van so Gogh. that was we. We they just had a movie last year about him. It was like that cartoon movie yeah, that yeah. I liked a whole lot. So. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't think enough people are loving Vice enough to give it to Bale. So it's almost just like, all right, Rami, Rami Malek. Okay. okay. He's the one? Yeah. Um, do, yeah. Do we care? How is it, uh, how is it that, uh, how do you say his first name? Mahershal? Mahershal Ali. Ali. How is he best supporting actor? How is he? He was like, he was the main guy. It was him and Vigo together. I wouldn't say one supported the other. Let's do this, this is, is a, racism at work. I was going to say, this is, a racist bull- <laughs> this is a racist bullshit. Stay woke, everybody. We're woke well, motherfuckers I mean, up here. If, if, I wouldn't say that's a, that's a terrible assessment. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, I did not realize that he but, was up for best supporting. Well, well he, but if, if you want to like calculate screen time, he has less than Vigo. I, th- I okay. think that's... That might be the reason, but but then there are times when it's like a movie might have two great lead performances, uh-huh. and the studio doesn't want to pit the the stars against each other in the same category because sure. they're more likely to cancel each other out. Uh, and so they market, they push one in one category and one in another. That's what. Uh, so, have you seen True Detective? I haven't. I had not this yet. Not he's yet. the main character in that this year, and it's great. it's great. I I loved the first season. First season was great. Yeah. Second season I thought was okay too. Like I know people shat on it. It was not the first season. I, I've. I didn't really think that you could recapture that. I get so little TV time that like yeah. I I was like, don't bother True Detective two. Okay, skip it. All right, but all right. I, but I'll go back. It was okay. Yeah. It was not as good. Yeah. This season's better than the second season. Yeah. I don't think it's quite as good as the first yet, but it's still it's very cool. Yeah. Uh best supporting actress. You got here. You get the two actresses from the favorite are in best supporting actress. Yeah. Stone and Rachel Weisz. Um, I think Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk I is the it. is the lead. Um, she she's the favorite in this. She's extraordinary. Um, everybody walks out of this movie talking about. She has a scene um, where it's just her in a mirror. Uh huh. Um, preparing for like a very key dramatic moment. Uh-huh. She's going to go talk to someone. I don't, I don't want to talk about it in too much depth. Watch okay. the movie. It's, right. it's an extraordinary movie. And um, she's trying on wigs. Like, 
you know, and it's just, at first you go, why, why, is, why did the director choose to film this scene? You know what I mean? And it's just, um, the movie kind of comes to a head with that moment. You think about it afterwards and you're like, dramatically speaking, this is, this is the point where the, the drama hinges. And it's oh, you a said that's like point. at the end of the movie? No, it's maybe oh, two thirds of the way through. Okay, I thought you said it was you know? like, yeah, and so um, and she's gearing up for this confrontation, a very difficult confrontation. And it's an extraordinary scene. And that's the kind of thing that's the thing that's pushing um, her into into the lead of that category. I was thinking that she was the lead character in the movie Proud Mary this year. No, that was, was, that was Taraji P. Henson, that was, right? That's on my shit list as well. That was a, that was a shitty fucking movie. So I'm glad that's not her, because that was a fucking awful movie. All right, fair enough. So who do you think is going to win it? You think it's yeah, going to be her, Regina, Regina King? Regina King. All right, yeah. there you go. I haven't seen that movie. It was good, though? It's it's extraordinary. It, it's, it's, a, um, it's a travesty that didn't get a Best Picture nomination. I uh, have read a few James Baldwin books, Yeah. which I enjoy. Did, did you see... Um, the documentary about James Baldwin that came out. I did. Yeah, it was great. That's an amazing movie. Yeah. He is quite the quite the human being. He was being. an interesting dude for sure. Yeah. And, and for being an African American and, and that time frame and everything and a homosexual as well. It was like, yeah. Jesus Christ, you got everything going against you, man. Well and he's one of the leading intellects of the era. Yeah. You know? And and, and that's an extraordinary story he tells with Street can talk because he wrote that novel for everybody out there listening. Um, so between Beale Street and um, First Reform, those are the two big ones that got screwed out of Best Picture nominations. I fucking hated First Reform. Oh my god, First Reform might be my favorite <laughs> movie of the year. And this, Ethan is why, Hawk, this is why I love talking. Ethan Hawke should oh, be god. not only a nominee for Best Actor, but he should be the front runner for Best Actor. He should be and killed for making that movie. It was at the end you of it. You're a maniac. Listen, I can't the, fucking believe oh god, you. I saw that movie in the theater with like ten other people, and when it ended, we all stood up and we're like, "What the fuck?" And because uh, that was you the perfect should response. React that way. And we Dude, weren't that, saying it because it was great. <laughs> that movie is is a confrontational masterpiece. It's uh, Paul Schrader. He's yes. a Grand Rapids guy. Is he? Yeah. I did not know that. Born and raised here, man. He's really? a uh, Paul Schrader. He wrote Taxi Driver and Last Temptation of Christ. Tell me, those are quality. Yeah. What hell? What the hell happened? Films, you know. <laughs> Uh, he directed Cat People and Autofocus and all these great movies. I don't know those movies. Um, and this is this is really his return to form um, because he had struggled for quite a while get to get his movies made and all that. And um, and this is oh my gosh, it's an amazing film. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> See, you, you have to be you have to be of a certain intelligence. Intelligence. You can say it, John. <laughs> you can say it, John. <laughs> I couldn't handle it, and neither could the other ten people in the theater with oh, me. Oh man, see, I don't know. It, I think it confronts a lot of things that people are that are that's swirling around in people's brains about, you know, the the state of the world and climate change and where people fit into it and uh, mental illness and Substance addiction yeah. and faith yeah. and <clears throat> how, how people deal with 
all that stuff. I, I, it was a very heavy movie. Rich. It's very rich. It's very heavy. I don't know if rich is the word. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll uh, disagree to agree. Sure. <laughs> sure. All right. Let's get into the best, best and worst. What do you okay, want to do? Let's start with the worst. Okay. I didn't even like do um, like in order. I did an order for the best. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't rank. I just have. Either. Let me see how many. I have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. I got fourteen for the worst. <laughs> well, I I managed to come up with ten garbage movies. I okay. saw. Well, that's great that you're not in a position where you have to see garbage movies. I somehow am stupid enough to go see garbage movies. <laughs> see, I I went out of my way to go see Serenity. Have you seen that yet? That's new. That's a 2019 film, Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway. No, I didn't. It was bad? Oh, it's awful. Really? It's truly ah, awful. Well, and I heard, like, I uh, heard it was like monumentally awful. I'm like, shit, really? I gotta see this. Well, gotta uh, see the story seemed interesting, right? Of like they were a couple, and then she got married to some other dude, and then she wants him to kill her current husband. Well, yeah, and that's exactly it. But that this, sounds this, interesting. This movie has a twist in it that makes M Night Shyamalan's recent films look like oh, genius. Really? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and it's a bummer because the guy who made the movie, Stephen Knight, he's uh-huh. a he wrote Eastern Promises and he wrote and directed Locke. Did you see that I with didn't Tom see Hardy? That one. That's that's a great movie. Um, and he's behind Peaky Blinders and Taboo, ah, which, are, good. which yeah. are good yeah. TV series. Yeah. And this is a real, movie, a huh? real dud. Ah, I like both McConaughey and Hathaway. I do too. Oh well, they did it for the paycheck. Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, I maybe. Okay. Maybe maybe it looked better on paper than it ended up on celluloid. I doubt it. It was rough. It's, it's shit. It's very rough. Shit. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Let's talk about okay. some shit. We okay. don't even have to get into it. You can just give me a title, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that was shit. Okay. Um, here's the the first thing that came to my mind. I'm like, okay, what were the worst movies? Venom. <laughs> I didn't see that one. <laughs> you didn't I heard, see Venom? I, well, because it, it, I, it looked like shit. I heard it was shit, and I'm like, I'm not interested in seeing this it's, shit. It's a garbage ball. Man. Oh, yeah. It's hugely popular. Too. Yes. And made hundreds of millions. And I don't care. It, looked, it did not look good to <laughs> me, no good. and I refuse to go see it. <laughs> All right. I didn't see it, though, so not on my list. Okay. What else um, you got? Did you see Destroyer? I did not. What is that? With Nicole Kidman? Uh-uh. Well, Nicole, that... to be honest, in, in my book, is in shitty movies a good portion of the time. Um, well, lately. Well, and, and, and this is one of those where, like, it would have been a pretty good movie if it wasn't for her. She... <laughs> Like, Not I, good, Nicole, but you fucked it up. I mean, I, I feel bad saying this is one of the worst movies of the year. Um, I hadn't even heard of it. Uh, because it's actually, it's a, it's a pretty interesting story. Uh-huh. And it's directed really well by Karen Kusama, who's, who's a good director. Um, but Nicole Kidman plays this um, police detective who is um, such an over... The performance is so over the top. She's just this wasteoid, you know, and she just devours, devours the scenery gotcha. to the point where you're just like, oh my god, what? Why are you doing this role in Batman voice? You're fucking Nicole Kidman. <laughs> just stop. You're doing uh, that. I'm not Nicole Kidman. She's trying to be real I'm badass, Nicole huh? Kidman. These aren't. I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> I hadn't even heard of this movie. It sounds awful. It, it, well, you know, it was it came out late last year, okay. but it didn't get a wider release until recently. All 
um, because th- there was actually some Oscar talk behind what? it, and it never it never mm-hmm. got any That's traction. Good. All right. So Next. I, I, I it was shit. Um, I you know if I were to rank my worst of the year. I would do this one. Okay, it's the worst. As the worst. Okay, what is it? With, with a slight asterisk because I'm going to miss this series. Uh, it's gone. It's over right now. Is it Fifty Shades Freed? Oh, I why did you see? Love that? hating these movies. <laughs> okay, I haven't seen any of them. I was st- I was still working for M Live when I saw. Oh, so like, I have to read Fifty Shades. Right, all 50 the chicks want you to see this movie. Right. Well, uh, I what dude is going to go see that movie willingly? I would. What? Because I'm entertained by how fucking terrible uh, they are. So you didn't see Fifty Shades. No, I haven't seen it's any of those so movies. Funny. Uh, it's so funny. So it's, it's good for the wrong reason? The, yeah, there's like... Uh, well, I mean... I, w- you should come over. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll have a couple <laughs> bottles of wine and some cheese. We'll, we'll, we'll light we'll some candles? Our, we'll put on our fuzzy slippers. Uh, we'll cuddle on the couch and we'll ridicule uh, this thing. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm glad I haven't seen any of them. But I'll come over and I'll cuddle with you. Yeah. What's um, next? Um, I don't know. Like, here's another one I hate to put on the list, but, like, I did not like Bohemian Rhapsody. Ah, man! Yeah. I actually saw it twice in the theater. You didn't yeah, like it? No. Ow! It has, um, outside Freddie Mercury? Yeah. It has no other characters. Yes. It's way too fucking long. Is it? It, manage- it manages to make... Um, this group of very talented songwriters and musicians um, writing these irrepressible, timeless songs. It makes it just makes them trite. Yeah, you know. I hear you. I just didn't. I get it. I thought it was corny from top to bottom. Yeah, I, I ate it up though. Shallow. I ate it up. Right up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It made me feel good, man. It made me feels. Um, well, actually, I don't know what what was the wor- What was your favorite movie of the year? That might be my worst. Maybe but we're not. We're we're gonna that's, talk that's about the best later. <laughs> we're gonna talk about the best um, later. Did you see a Wrinkle in Time? I did. It was not good. That was a fucking snooze. Yes, it was not good. What a what a disappointment that was. Yeah, like like was, the, that one was really talked up and. A great cast and um, and director and Oprah and all that stuff, and I and I sat there like propping my eyelids open with two right. picks. It was it very was, boring. Yeah, it was pretty at times. Oh, that but that was about it. Right, and that was, but like yeah. and the story was just trite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that didn't work for nope, me. Nope, I'm good. Um, Pacific Rim. Uprising. Yeah, I saw it too. Uh, those those movies are they're not they're getting worse and worse. Well, and and th- this was such a dud. I mean, I I have a very soft spot in my head for giant robot monster movies. Yeah, yeah, they should be so good. They're the shoot greatest. Out of each other. Yes, that didn't do it. Godzilla. Anymore, so. I am tired of uh, Charlie Day. Charlie Day is good in uh, uh, It's Always Sunny. But it's that character. They've removed him from that show, and they put the same character in these fucking movies, and I and it doesn't work. Yeah, I don't care for it. Yeah. Charlie, if you're listening, <laughs> get your shit together. Did you see Red Sparrow? 
I did not. With with Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, and Play, I heard playing like the Russian operative. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a snooze? I don't understand how it's that could have been snooze, a snooze. It's not a snooze. It's a laugher. Oh, that like bad. it wants you to take it seriously, and you're just it like, just can't. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, right, dude. She was not uh-huh. good in it. She has screen presence in anything she does. Yeah. But she ha- she's like forced to speak in this Russian accent. You just oh, can't take it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um. Did you see the uh, the Death Wish remake? Oh shit! Pure shit! Garbage. Was that on my list? It should have been Garbage. on my list. Uh, wasn't on my yeah. It was on my list. Yeah. Pure shit. Um. Next, uh, did you see Ben is back? I did not. With Julia mean, Roberts. I, oh god, with her son or whatever. Yeah. Oh no, that that that. Back when I was doing social work, we would call the movie like that a, a work movie, and yeah. it was not anything I wanted to see. Well, and and the problem is, you'd probably watch this movie and go. You're doing everything wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't know how people really are in real life. Yes. You know? Yeah. And and this is another one where, where almost like like Nicole Kidman in Destroyer is like, Hey hey Julia, um, let's uh turn it down a notch. You know, like whoa, you're you know, stop hyperventilating. Right. Give her a paper bag to breathe into, you know, is that kind of thing. <laughs> um I, if you want to compare it to something, um, so you had uh, her son was an addict coming home. Yeah. Did you see Beautiful Boy? I heard it was like pretty similar. And pretty Timothy similar. Chalamet. That was similar much better thematically, though. And, but that was that was far more believable, far okay. more involving. And um, I thought it was weird when they came out movie. together, very similar plots. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you could sit down and like, you know, there there's a good way to tell that story, and there's a not good way. And so one was go. the yin and one was the yang. Yeah, gotcha. Exactly. Um, and then. Uh, uh, did you see the uh, Netflix film Bird Box? I did. You didn't like it. <laughs> it's I didn't junk, mind it. Man. Yeah, no, it's I didn't. I, I didn't mind it. It wasn't great. It wasn't awful. Oh my god! It just was there. Someone took the screenplay, like an actual physical <laughs> oh boy. paper copy of it, uh-huh. threw it in the air, and pulled. <laughs> there are so many holes yes. in that movie that I just can't. And it's ludicrous. Right. It's ludicrous. Sandra Bullock, though. You know, I've I've come around to her yeah, in recent great. years. I, I always was like, Sandra Bullock, please make a good movie. Like, she's kind of cheese, but th- th- I like there, her. There was a point several years ago where I took a lot of flack. For not liking her? For um, saying that she had never made a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> up until, I think it was The Heat she yeah. made with Melissa McCarthy that yeah. was funny. And, and up to that point, it's like, you know, it's not that she's been bad, but all, all the movies she's been in up to this point are Speed, baby. I will always go speed. Speed, yeah. (laughs) You know, it's funny you say that, and um, that was her first movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, we we look back at those shitty action movies of the '80s and '90s that really have no substance, and we look at look back at them way more fondly now that we're so deep in a CGI uh, era. You know, because all of a sudden it's like, oh man. They really had to race that bus everywhere, you know. That's that's not yeah. that's not ones and zeros in a computer. That's that's act, Those are actual. That's cars a real crash. fucking greyhound. You know what I mean? Right. There's so you can look back at the at a movie like Speed or, or dumb old Sylvester Stallone movies mm-hmm. and go, "There's real filmmaking happening with those." Right. 
Whereas now, less so. You know, you, sure. you, you get these hyper edited CGI you gotta love a good Fast John and the Furious Wick movie, kind of movie. Well, John. Well, that's that's the thing. That's why movies like John Wick and uh, Atomic Blonde and Mad Max Fury Road mm. are, are so beloved because they are returning to that. You know. Non CG. CGI is the worst. Like uh, I always will think of Transformers and go, I don't know what the fuck is going on this yeah. screen right now. Yeah, like that. That it wouldn't be bad with without CGI. Right. <laughs> I mean, right, 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 right. It would right. make more visual sense. Yes. So like I, I'm I'm not gonna, I'm not one of those people who just like blanket statement all CGI movies are crap. Right. You know because there are some great. You know CGI movies can transport you, just like any other film can, as long as they're done well. Yes. So, but yeah, I, I find it funny that we can look back and go, "Speed." Actually, that's kind of a cool film, ah, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, but it, but it was it was hip to trash a movie like Speed in in my circle at the time because you wanted to, you know, you wanted a movie that challenged your intellect, not something that you know pinned you to your seat. It was a for, popcorn for a hundred minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but you can look back on it and go, you know, I can appreciate it for what, for it, what is it was now. because that's what happens when you're you're an old fuck. You get mature. Come on, man. We're and, not. And bad. the and the last last movie on okay. my worst list oh, is Stu's favorite movie. Oh that's, god, that's what I put it. Is that he does? You did. He did. You <laughs> son of a bitch. All right, I've seen some shit movies. You ready? Uh, Tag. Did you see that shithole movie? <laughs> no. That was the fucking worst. That was one of those ones I had to see a movie a day, and I saw that shithole movie. The god, stupid. I can't believe actual adults continue to play tag, you fucking idiots. Uh, Ocean's 8. Did you see that? I saw that. I didn't like, like it at all. I, I thought, th that's like, um, if I, I was driving on the way here, I was driving here, and I'm oh. like, it'd be fun to do the, the, the mediocrest movies of the year. And, and that movie <laughs> that came to mind. Sure, yeah. It was very mediocre. I didn't care for it. And it's one of those ones that kind of like, you want it to succeed, right? I well, wanted it to be well, good. Well, look at the kids. And I was like, Ugh. Yes. You know, right. Bullock and Blanchett and yeah. Anne Hathaway was good in it. I will say yes. that. Yes. Yeah, she was like pretty it. funny. I do but like Anne. A lot of people hate her. I like Anne Hathaway. I, I'm, I'm, I vacillate wildly between love they, and hate. I like her a lot. Late Les Miserables is the hate. I don't blame you. I saw The Predator. Did you see that shit? <laughs> no. Fuck, I wanted to be good, and it wasn't. Because I love the Predator movies. I, They're great. It's I, the speed type stuff. Oh, right? I, I've always stood by the original Predator. It's great. You know, because there's a sci-fi action. Bleed. Yeah. <laughs> you one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> I can't do a good... Uh, I don't do a good Otto. You're one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> Paints his face at the end. There's right. just no dialogue. Right. It's just... Right. Do -do -do. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> yeah. The Predator was so bad. It was mm. god-fucking-awful. How about Game Night? Did you see that? Fuck you, man. Oh, that, That's shit. one of my favorites of the no. year. Game Night is god awesome. Pure Game Night is shit. great. First of all... Yes. You go in thinking it's going to be a dumb comedy. It's and not. It was. It's this oh. like crazy action movie, and it's really well made. There's some there's some cool filmmaking <sighs> happening in that movie. I laughed my head off. Jesse Plemons is the crazy next door neighbor. No, <laughs> he's no. awesome. Not he's awesome. no. I hate it. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you didn't. Uh, the Equalizer Two. Oh yeah, I skipped that. I one think too. why I hated it more than it probably was was because I loved the first one so much. No, the first one's pretty. First solid. one was great. Yeah. I, the second one was pure shit. Well, and, and my thing is like, why can't why can't Denzel do better movies? Yeah, <laughs> he's above this kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, he? You know, he, does, he does a lot of this kind of genre stuff. It's like, dude, do something, do 
something with some depth to it, you know. Paycheck. Uh, you're gonna hate this one. Black Panther. Hate. Uh, I fucking yeah. No. You're, no. You're nuts. <laughs> I mean, I, I I see its flaws. I really do. Rhinos. Uh, you don't like the rhinos. <laughs> I, it's 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 too long. You know. Yes. Visually, at times, you're like, oh, it looks so much like other Marvel movies. You yes. Know? Um, but that like fight scene in the um. In the big party fight scene, yeah, yeah, oh, that some was virtuoso yeah, stuff happened. That was there. good. You know, I love that. And then I'll when the car, it becomes a car chase. Ryan Coogler is a real director. Mm-hmm. He's a real director. Yeah. Uh, Life of the Party. That's uh, Melissa McCarthy. Oh. That's the second one <laughs> after Happy one. Uh, Happy Time Murders. So it was pure pure garbage. Death Wish, which we already talked about. Yep. Samson. Did you see that? No. What was that? that? That like, was did, the <laughs> movies I didn't know existed. The student cast. It was. Um, it was one of the movies I had to see for a movie a day. What, what was it? It's the biblical story of Samson, and it was fucking <laughs> awful. It was awful. I didn't realize it was going to be as biblical as it was. I thought it was going to be kind of a Hollywood-made Samson, and no, it was fake. No, you walked out of it feeling beat beat up by a Bible. Yes, it was yeah. pure shit. Uh, Proud Mary, uh, which yeah, we we, talk, that was bad. That Action Point. Did you see that? That's the Jackass movie, the Johnny oh, Knoxville. Oh, God. And the reason, here, the, the reason there was a problem is because I actually did enjoy the Jackass movies. Of like, well, for what they are. Dudes doing dumb things, dumb stunts. I got it. I understand what's happening w- watch, here. Watch, watch them once, laugh. Yeah. And then, you, oh, you fucking Use idiot. Use and destroy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you had a, a, a snake bite your dick. Uh, yeah. It's kind of funny. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right. But this one, they tried to make it like with a story. It was like yeah. stunts and then there was a story. And I'm like, I'm not... The story was awful and then the stunts were awful yeah. so it was just bad uh sorry to bother you i hated that movie man see i can see how some people wouldn't like it um but it, and i wouldn't say it's among the best of the year although i admire the movie and i'm really looking forward to what boots riley who directed this sure comes up with next it, i i think he tries to do a little too much you know what I At mean? At the end, it, it, spoiler here, everybody. People turn into fucking horses. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, I mean, it, it, there's there's a li- maybe a little too much calculation in him trying to do crazy stuff. But it, but I do think it's it's a movie. I I came out of it thinking about a lot of things. You know, race and culture and the workforce and politics and all well, kinds of and the idea of protest and and uh, unions and. I, um, I thought the performances were interesting, and I thought it was a uh, a really compelling um, concept. You know, one of the movies that I thought it was going to be like that I, that made my top ten was Blind Spotting. Did you see that? Yeah. See, that made my top ten, that's and that's extraordinary. And, that, and that's what I thought. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. Was going to be like, but then it took some weird fucking turns, and I'm like, this is this is too much. I hate. Yeah, this. You, you've you've got to you got to hold on tight. It's a ride, and I couldn't do it. Yeah, I let go. I can I, see how some people. I got the hell would. out of there. I really do. <clears throat> uh, and then uh, this this one you might disagree with me on. A lot of people love this movie. I fucking hated it. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> I hated that movie so much. Did you say it? I did. Did you like it? I did. Oh, man. I, I just, um, I thought it did some, well, first of all, like, uh, purely from a social yes. component, it's a representation thing. Yes. Um, 
so I, I like that it made some major steps forward as far as that goes. Um, it's admirable for that. But you know what? I was involved with it the whole time. I was The not. comedy doesn't always out. work. There was no comedy. It was all ROM, no com. <laughs> um, I, I just liked, uh, first of all, it was really, uh, who, who directed it again? I, I forget. I'm not the sure. Guy, Directed the living hell out of a movie. Yeah. Like he, he did he did way more than most directors do with that that type of story. You know, um, I also think it it, it gave some uh, different and interesting angles on that type of um, you know uh, middle class person introduced to this luxurious lifestyle of her. You know, uh, her, I didn't. I couldn't relate to any of these people. And there's an actress in it whose name is Aquafina. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> she was in two of the shittiest movies on my list. That <laughs> and, and Ocean's, uh, Ocean's, Ocean's 8. Eight. Fuck you, Aquafina. You're out. <laughs> um, I love Michelle Yeoh, and I think she's extraordinary. Is that the mom? Occasions. Yes, she's the, From the kind of Crouching Tiger, Hidden yeah, Dragon. The, the, yes. she's the um, she's the very complex villain of this movie. Yes, and there's a lot going on with her performance. Where she takes this role and does a lot more with it than is on the page. Right. And that's that's one, another reason why I admired it. It's it's a, uh, I it was a smash hit. It made hundreds. Of I know, millions, and I hated you know? it. I hated I, it. I, I I'd recommend it to people. I would not. So I would recommend not going to see it. <laughs> all right, let's get to the best. And though I want to okay. do like uh, we'll do, we'll at least do ten, and then we'll go up away to number one. All right, how about that? Sure. I got honorable mentions. Can I do my honorable mentions? Of course. Uh, I have four. Uh, Teen Titans go to the movies. <laughs> I love that movie. It's a good movie. Did I, you see I, it? I didn't go it was good. It. I, I I didn't really know. I'd never seen the TV show. Apparently, it was a TV show. Okay. Yeah. Never had seen it. I went and I saw the movie on a lark, and I was like, "This movie's great." It was very funny. Mm-hmm. It was. Kind of, it reminded me of like the Lego movies. Oh, of a lot, okay. a lot of like, kind of like a humor and stuff. So I'd, I, if, if you get a chance to watch it, I'd, I'd tell you what. You know all the characters. You know, yeah. it's like Batman and Robin and all that stuff. So it was good. Yeah. Uh, this is going to seem weird. I really enjoyed Uncle Drew. How weird is that? <laughs> is that weird? I thought I'd hate it. And I okay. went in, I'm like, this movie is fucking right. great. Next, We're already like, oh. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see it, but I'm just kind of. All right. Uh, the Rider. Did you see The Rider? I love The Rider. Yeah, The Rider that's, was that's good. That's one of my top ten. And then uh, the last one, and this is going to be weird. You probably hated this movie. Blockers. See, I didn't see Blockers. Uh, see, I, th- I thought it was going to be shit, too, and uh, I saw it at the drive-in. It was like a double feature, and I I was like, oh, fuck, I got to see Blockers. Uh, John Cena is uh, oh. in it. It's just a stupid comedy. Uh, trust me, I'm completely aware of how awful this movie should be, but then when it was done, I'm like, I enjoyed that movie. I think part of the reason why weird. I'm very much an anti-The Rock guy is because uh-huh. I'm an anti-wrestling guy. I don't so, blame like, you. I wouldn't go out of my way to see a John me. Cena fucking movie. Yeah, 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 I know. But he played, it was an interesting character. Of yeah. Like, he, he's all muscly and whatever, but he's just kind of a stupid dude. So, yeah. it was, Wait, was it, I enjoyed was, it. Wasn't he the guy in the in the Amy Schumer film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boyfriend? Yeah. He right, was, right. He was hysterical yes. in that movie. Yeah, he's funny, so. man. He, he he won't be like The Rock, but I think he can have a decent career yeah. in movies if he wanted to. Yeah, he's got, he's got a decent press. Yeah, he's funny, very funny. All right, so, so let's go. We got, so, my honorable mentions? Oh, you have some, too. Oh, all right, all bunch, right. Dude. Okay, let's I, do it. I told you, I had two top ten lists. All right. Oh, shit, that's right. So, uh, I have ten honorable mentions. We'll try all not right. to go too long. Annihilation. Didn't see it. Oh, man. What is it? sci-fi. Natalie Portman. Uh-huh. It's the guy who directed Ex Machina. Did you see Ex oh, Machina? Oh, no, I didn't yeah, see it. Dude, that. you got to watch yeah. those. This all is, right. This is A-plus sci-fi okay. stuff. Um, uh, I, I picked Avengers Infinity War. Okay. And Black Panther. All right. 
because they were, you know, among the cream of the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe crop, and and I'm I'm not I'm not too much of a snob to say I love Marvel. Sure. Uh, First Man. Didn't see it. It was good though. Oh, the Neil yeah. Armstrong film. Yeah. yeah. Directed by um, the guy who did La La Land and Whiplash, Damien Chazelle. Sure. Uh, starring Ryan Gosling, who I'm a big fan Solid. of. So Solid. It's, it's, a, it's a terrific movie. Hereditary. Is that the horror movie With one? Tony Collette. Ah, oh, fuck! I hated that movie. Oh, I'm sorry, I loved her. I laughed at that movie so hard. Oh, good. And how I, ridiculous it was. I, I laugh. I I laugh when I'm scared. And I laugh Do you? My ass off. Yeah. I, I, I laugh so hard <laughs> when when that girl lost her head. Spoiler: girl loses yeah, her head. I yeah. laugh so hard. I can't. I'm well, not yeah, it's yeah. Uh, <laughs> if. If Beale Street could talk, I, I, didn't say I picked it. that. We we kind of talked on that. Barry yep. Jenkins follow up to Moon, to Moonlight. Yep. Um, uh, the Incredibles two. I saw that. It was good. I love. It was great. The Incredibles two. Yeah. 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 It, um, and I I always defer, my best buddy in high school, um, he and I that's he and I like went to the movies all the time. You know, he'd be back in town from college or wherever and be like, what are we doing? What movie are we going to see? You know, we're that guy. And his assessment of Incredibles 2 um, is The Incredibles had um, a 10 out of 10 action scene in it, you know? Incredibles 2 has five nines, and I'm like, perfect. Yeah. Uh, Paddington 2. Did you see didn't Paddington see it. 2? I heard it was great, though. It's I delightful. Heard, I heard it was great. It's I didn't see either one. Do know? I have to see the first one to understand the second one? Maybe a little. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Paddington 1 is the origin story. Paddington 2 <laughs> grows on the uh, on the legend. And this one should be a top 10 instead okay. of, instead All right. of a, an honorable mention. But Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I, I was mixed on that. I enjoyed it enough. See, I, I wrote these lists, and I'd only seen it once. And yeah. I went back a second time, and, and it just really worked for me this I guess I don't I, I enjoyed it but so many people like like what you're saying like super enjoyed it I'm like I, I don't understand what I missed yeah no you I give it another chance alright that's all I'm saying alright um, man that should be in a top ten see this is why I really struggled <laughs> with these lists okay uh, Three Identical Strangers did you see the documentary I did that was good uh huh that rocked yeah. that was like um Okay. Uh, most other documentary, we're, we're we're twenty minutes into this documentary, and most others would be done with this story at this point. Sure. And there's like five other left turns after these three brothers who have never yeah. met have all been reunited, and there's just so much, so many interesting. There was a lot, that lot to, uh, going on. Recommend that. I, I like that better than the Mister Rogers documentary, which was also. I enjoyed that tremendous. a lot too. A lot of people said they cried. I think I'm soulless because I didn't cry. Oh yeah, maybe. <laughs> I didn't cry. <laughs> I didn't cry either, but okay, I was but I was moved by it. I sure. Really was. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, I really yeah. liked Vice. Didn't see Vice. Vice. Um, <clears throat> if if you don't like Dick Cheney, go see it because it's really <laughs> funny. If yeah. you don't, if you want to see Steve Carell play Donald Rumsfeld, it's it's good. Really All funny. I'll right, have to see it before it disappears. So. Yeah. So that, right. those are my honorable. Notes. All right. So you want to go first or me first with number ten? Well, you go ahead. 
go ahead. Uh, Hot Summer Nights, number 10. What is what is that? That was a story about a kid, a young boy, who uh, he worked at an amusement park, and then it became he uh, made friends with this guy who was kind of like a drug dealer, and then he started to see this girl who he didn't know was the sister to his buddy, uh, okay. and uh, it was just kind of like a coming-of-age story, and I, okay. I enjoyed it a whole lot. I think I saw it at Woodland, so it was probably more of like an independent-type movie, yeah. but it was really good. Okay. I enjoyed it. Number ten. Okay. What's your number? What's your number ten? Um, I, well, I didn't number mine. Oh, but, okay. uh, but I'll right. just throw mine out then. Okay. Uh, blind spotting. Blind spotting yeah. on your list too, right? Great. Movie. This is this is a real like funny, poignant drama. You know, yeah. uh, the dynamic between the two guys uh-huh. and, and the and the main guy. I'm blanking on his name. Like he I, he's a he was a ha- he was a star in Hamilton, I believe. Uh-huh. One of the stars of Hamilton. He was in uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, and the, and the two main guys wrote this film, and it's so oh. well written and so well directed. I it's great. Th- this one really flew under the radar for a lot of people. You Did. gotta see Blind Spot. I I love the scene where they were in the convenience store, and the dude was like, "You're that guy," and then yeah. he like tells the story, yeah. he narrates it, kind of like the dude from Ant Man does. Yeah, I, I was I was. Tears. I had yeah. tears from that sort of so well, funny. And, and the big climactic scene yeah. at the end is really powerful. Yes. You know. Super good. Yeah, and that's tremendous. what I thought, sorry for the interruption, was going to be like. I thought it was yeah. going to be like Sorry that. to bother you. Sorry to bother you. Yeah, sorry to bother you. Yeah, so, okay, yeah, what, yeah. what else you got? Oh, uh, okay, number nine uh, was Blind Spotting. It okay. was my number nine. All right. So, there, there we go. go. All right. Um, did you see Eighth Grade? I didn't. Bo Burnham? I did yeah. not see it. This is good. This is a really extraordinary um, portrait of an eighth grade girl. Like, who would have thought Bo Burnham, of all people? <laughs> I think he's an eighth grade girl. <laughs> could write such a such an ex, such a great film. Right. And, and, and you know, the, the one of the fascinating things about it is, how did Bo Burnham come into relevance? He's a YouTube, YouTube star. YouTube dude, yeah. And yep. this, is, this is a movie songs. Of, this is a movie about um, how young people are growing up in this, you know, Facebook, Instagram, yeah, all in, that you internet know, world. It, it's it's one of the best. It, it might be the best movie about that kind of generation. Sure, it's so good. Yeah. I'm shocked you didn't see it. I'm I'm surprised the Burnham angle didn't didn't. I'm. I have mixed you. feelings about Bo. Okay. So you know, I'm like yeah, I've, you know. I've seen I've seen Bo. I was pretty entertained. Yeah. Big, big yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Number eight. Uh, Isle of Dogs. Oh, I enjoyed Isle of Dogs. Yes, yeah. I thought yeah. it was great. Loved yeah, that. Wes Anderson. Super quirky, funny. Quirky yeah. Animation. I dig. I dig his stuff so much. I do too. I I really love his movies. The the reason why like I wouldn't rank it up high on his in his in his echelon. Uh huh. Um, I just wasn't as emotionally involved with it as. As some of his other it's ones. dogs, though, man. Oh, it's super funny. It's super <laughs> clever. Yeah. Uh, the favorite. We kind of touched on that yep. already. And then say it. Yeah, great dynamic among those three actresses. Yep. Very well written. Very well directed. I'll have to check it out. You know, I, um, I love British period pieces. Yep. You know, I like one of my all-time favorite movies is A Room with a View. You know, uh, Merchant Ivory. Helena Bonham Carter, Daniel Day-Lewis, sure. you know, and I, I remember in college just like 
when is Howard's <laughs> End gonna come out? Oh God! When is Howard End, Howard's End gonna Are you come excited out? then for Brian for Prejudice that uh, that PBS show to come out? Uh, it's gonna be a movie. Uh, yeah. What's it? What's its nuts? Uh, Downton Abbey. Yeah. yeah no, yeah, I yeah. never followed that. Ah, okay, you know, I I just don't. I don't have time to devote 50 hours of TV watching. <laughs> you, know? you got life Sometimes, to live. you know, yeah. I, I used to. I have a kid now. I don't. Yeah. Um, but, like, I, 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 but then recently I'm just like, stop giving me the stuffy period costume dramas. Right. And I was skeptical when I sat down and watched Favorite, and it knocked me out. Right. Because it's, it's, a, it's a completely different take on, on that thing. All right, I'll have to watch it. Yeah. Uh, number seven, Stan and Ollie. Oh. It's great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I have a friend who's a big fan. Laurel Hardy. Of Laurel and Hardy. Uh-huh. And, um, and, he's, and and his review was, you don't need to rush out and see it, um, but it wor- it really works if you're a fan. I am. I'm, I'm a fan, and I enjoyed it. I was very excited when, to see that they were even making it. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm like a historian on their career or whatever, but, I mean, I learned things about it. I didn't realize that... Uh, Hardy made another movie with someone else, yeah. and then I didn't realize they kind of ended doing this like, uh, like vaudeville esque type mm-hmm. run in England, yeah. um, and then they had their wives involved. Their wives were almost like another version of Laurel and Hardy, okay. like their relationship together, and maybe that was all just for the movie itself. Yeah. Probably was, yeah. but uh, it was it was super enjoyable. I w- it's not a documentary per se, but yeah. Uh, Steve, Steve Coogan and John C. Riley. Yeah, yeah, I thought John C. Riley killed it. Okay. He was phenomenal with the fat suit and everything. It was great. Yeah. yeah. So um, we'll just say this one very quickly because I don't want to get in a fight anymore. Oh, uh, First Reformed. So we, we've already had. At our, least you didn't put it on our worst list. No, it wasn't. It wasn't like the worst, but it was like at the end. I'm like, I was yeah. like emotionally drained, and I didn't know why. <laughs> you know what? Yes. You need to figure out. Oh why. no. And then, and then the movie will work for oh, it. Oh, God. Awareness. You, you probably did not see my number six, uh, Anna and the Apocalypse. No, I didn't. God damn, it was a beautiful movie. Okay. It was a Christmas movie about zombies. <laughs> and, and, John, here's the keeper. It was a musical. Yeah, see, like, that, that's best. three strikes against oh, my God, particular taste. <laughs> did you did you ever watch the TV show uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Oh yeah, yeah. Did you the musical episode yes, was great. It was yeah. very similar to that. Okay. It reminded me so much of that because okay. it's like weird action and everyone breaks out on a song and they're dancing. It was amazing. You just said the right thing. I said the right, I turned yeah. it around for you. Yeah, I'm I'm interested. It might be my new favorite Christmas movie of all okay. time. Okay. It was great. And I did when I went in I went in thinking it was um a zombie Christmas movie. And then it said in in the bio, it said something about like singing and dancing. And I thought like they were at a dance because it was like a high school thing. So I thought they were at a dance. But then all of a sudden, everyone like busts out into song and dance. I was like, what the fuck is this? But I was immediately uh, hooked into it, and it was a great movie. You know what I have to say? You make interesting choices about what you you see. I know, man. I'm stupid. No, you're not stupid. Mm. But like you're you're following a completely different track of anyone else that I know who, who loves movies. No, that's sure. a compliment. Okay, that's I'll, absolutely I'll take a compliment. It. I um I enjoy seeing things off the beaten path. Yeah, I like I will go. I like movies that are subtitled. Like mm-hmm. I like foreign films. Mm-hmm. I like independent stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to yeah. watch Rome. Yeah, yeah, it is in the queue. So I just will, just I will make see that. sure you kind of. 
you know, I'm open. Put, put blinders on. Oh, just focus. Let yourself get lost. In you kind of have to with a with a subtitled movie. Like you have to be really focused on I, it. I think this is a. It's it. I think it hooks you right from the start. Okay. I think it really does. You know, the the way the camera moves, mm-hmm. and the way it, the way it slowly, you know, kind of embraces the world he's created. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we already talked about Game Night. That was one of my best. What? Yeah. Oh, God damn yeah. it. Uh, number five. I don't know if you saw it or not. This is a Netflix movie. Uh, the Bill Murray stories. No. It was great. Really? Yeah. Like, what a... What was it? It's a it's a it's a documentary about Bill Murray and about how his interaction with people has kind of changed lives, or has made for like interesting stories. Because it's one of those things of like you you hear oh yeah you, you hear, hear those stories the of stories him dropping of like in dropping people's... in and doing stuff and like no one will ever believe you yeah and it's that kind of stuff and it was this guy following up on those stories yeah and then he it ultimately it was his goal to actually meet and talk to bill uh-huh. and then spoiler he has an opportunity to do it uh-huh. but then he doesn't film it oh he doesn't <laughs> film it so he's like i don't want because it, it's the whole thing about he he feels like he's interjected himself into bill's life when it should always be about bill showing up and being like hey yeah, well, okay. here you go Okay, so that's he's smart. Yeah, so that's why he was like he didn't he did not film it. So it was if you get a chance, it is on Netflix. It's okay. I don't even think it's ninety minutes, so okay. it's pretty quick. But I enjoyed it a ton, and I'm a pretty big Bill Murray fan. Like yeah. I enjoy kind of like the lore and the insanity of mm-hmm. he doesn't have a manager or a lawyer, and it's just yeah, here's a one eight hundred phone number that you can call and leave a message, and that's yeah, about and, it. And Sofia Coppola waiting months and months and months <laughs> right, for him to, yes, to yes. even reply to the uh, lost. In translation, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I'll, it's amazing. Yeah, so I, I, I love that. Go, yeah. so get a chance, go see it. So I bet you saw this. Since okay, this was off the beaten path. Did you see Leave No Trace? No, that was one I did. Oh, the guy gosh. and his daughter yes. in the woods. Yeah, yes. I missed it. I missed it. Oh, they live in the woods yeah. and they get rounded up by social services right. and and just it's a really fascinating dynamic. Ben Foster yeah. is pretty ben good. Ben Foster, yeah, but um, the daughter is played by. Thomas and McKenzie, who in a just it. world she would be a supporting actress nominee, right. you know. But she's twelve she's or whatever, so, so she good, came. Yeah. thirteen or fourteen yeah. or whatever. And Foster is great. He is a really underrated guy. Yeah. Uh, he's um, he tends to be that kind of simmering, intense guy. He can do a little comedy riff on that thing. He can do a serious riff on that thing. Um, I thought he was so amazing in Hell or High Water. He's yeah, really yeah, yeah, entertaining, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you know? yes, yes. So, yeah, I like Ben Foster. Great. I, I'll have to check that out. I, I somehow missed it. Uh, so, number four, uh, you, you had this on your worst list, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. I just liked it, man. <laughs> I liked it. I saw it twice in the theater. I enjoyed it. I knew what it was. I liked at the end of the movie, everybody in the theater singing the goddamn songs. I just I connected to it in, in that way. Mass hypnosis. Yes. That's what that is. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> yes. And I'm cool with it. One hundred percent cheap. I'm all right. Okay. Please tell me you saw Mission Impossible Fallout. It did. I, I'm not I'm not that guy. I I'm not that guy. See, I just yes, I know. But this this is this is the thing I was talking about earlier, where re- there's real filmmaking happening here, and and it's not just Tom Cruise does all his own stunts, <laughs> he's jumping out of airplanes and all that right. hype. Yeah, that's part of it, though. You know what I mean? Yes. When there's, 
I don't want to say real risk involved, but when there's reality happening there, you know, where where things are actually, you know, it's an actual helicopter. Right. That kind of stuff. This movie wore me out in all the right ways. Mm. It's so intense and so fun and ludicrous in so many ways that like it yes. embraces its own ludicrousness. And and they recently announced that the director of the last two Mission Impossible's, Christopher McQuarrie, he and Tom Cruise have signed on. They're doing two more. They're uh, shooting them back to back. He's going to be like 80, right? <clears throat> Maybe. <laughs> I, you know, Cruise gets a bad rap. Um, but this, this is my thing. Like, he, you know, it's hard to look back on movies like Top Gun and Risky Business and go, you know what? <laughs> Those are Tom Cruise movies. They're right. iconic. Right. They're not yeah, great yeah. movies, but yeah. they're iconic. And then there's a period where it's like Tom was trying to be a serious actor, but he doesn't have the chops. He's no, a movie not really. star. More, he's a movie star first and actor second. Right. And and I think recently he's been kind of embracing the idea with like, okay, here are my limitations. I'm going to work within those limitations and do the and like and crush it. Yeah, crush it. Blow the blow the walls yeah. off the place. And this is that's what the the last couple last few Mission Impossible movies are. They always think they, they work fact, it. I, re- I went back. I was so excited to see the new one. Right. I went back and rewatched all the other Tom Cruise Mission Impossible movies. And it's one of the best action franchises in the history of movies. Okay. It is. There, there's one bad one. Mission Impossible 2 is bad. But um, all of them have some extraordinary element. I find a lot of their stories to be very convoluted, and oh, then I, and then I just it, think I'm like I, I'm I'm not able to keep up, so I get lost. But these are spy movies; they, right. that's how they function. You right, know, it's a triple there's, cross. There, yeah, there's going to be some switchbacks <laughs> and backstabbing, and, yeah, and double 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 crosses. And I, I'm not stuttering; a double double cross. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. And and it's and it is you can look at Mission Impossible Fallout and go like, oh my gosh, you know, there's a. 40-minute action sequence, and they pause, right. and, and the dialogue for 10 minutes is nothing but exposition to, ca- to, to, to catch up on to the plot, and then they throw you into the next action right. sequence, which pins your ears back, yep. blow, blow, gives you a haircut right there in the theater, right down on the skin. Scalp so you skin. liked it, is what I'm hearing? Yeah. yeah. You're just sweating my ass off. <laughs> um, all right, now this is the one that you're going to call me a lunatic for. Maybe. Uh, and you maybe you didn't even see it. I really enjoyed... Uh, the movie Peppermint. Oh, with Jennifer Garner. I no, loved I it. See it. I, I loved it. Peppermint. Is what Death Wish, Wish should have been. Okay. It was a total revenge movie. It was all kind of like for the reasons why you like Mission Impossible. It was all action. Yeah. Uh, some of the best kill scenes I've ever seen. It brought me Jennifer Garner back when she was an Alias. I'm just like ass whooping. Mm-hmm. I saw that was the movie. Peppermint was probably the movie I saw most in theaters. Mm-hmm. I think I saw it. Three times in the theater. Good grief, <laughs> dude! It sold like nine tickets. I total. bought three of them. <laughs> I'm completely aware. I know, man. I loved it so much. I was just, I, I'm huge into street justice, right. and uh, it was all about street justice. It was all about ass kicking, and it was totally believable. Like, because yeah. she got the shit kicked out of her too. It wasn't like she walked away unscathed or anything. Yeah. And they left it open for a sequel at the end, which I'm like, yes. Yeah. 
Okay. So I, I love. It. I know you're like, yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> well, no, I'm. I'm not. I can't. I don't have anything to say about it. I didn't you didn't see say it. It, it was oh. great. It was. A, if you want an action, just a popcorn-eaten movie. That there you go, peppermint. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next on my list is The Rider. We already talked yeah, about yeah. this. Actually, right. we didn't talk about it in too much not depth. really, no. It's just a smart movie. Yep. You know, it takes that... You know, it's it's about a, a, a young guy who thinks he has a, a career as a rodeo superstar, and mm-hmm. he has a head injury. And he's it's told over. not to do it anymore. And, and it's fascinating, first of all, because... Um, the director, Chloe Zhao, I think, Zhao, I think her name mm-hmm. is, um, had met this guy in real life. And he was a real rodeo guy. Yes. And this had really happened to him. I think all, she's the, like, I, all the people in it were, yep. like, real people. I, I right? want to tell your story. And he said, okay. And he cast his sister. She cast his sister as yep. his sister and his dad as his dad. Um, and uh, it's a, and he's a real horse trainer. Yeah. And tell me. You know, he's going against doctor's orders at one point in the movie, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, he's like, don't get near a horse, don't train a horse, blah, 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 blah. You're done. Your right. career's done. You might die yes. next time you get hurt. And there's that scene where he's training a horse. And that's really, that is the guy. He's training a horse in real time. Yes. He actually trained that horse for the movie yeah. while the camera was running. Tell me you weren't on the edge of your seat. Yeah. Worried that something's going to happen to him. Yeah. And all he's doing, he's just like, you know, whoa, whoa, you know, that whole horse training thing. Right. Oh, my gosh. One of the most suspenseful things I saw in a movie all yeah. year. That's why I made honorable mention for me. I enjoyed it's, it a ton. It was well well written, well acted. And it's a beautifully shot movie. Mm-hmm. It's very understated. Yep. And I, I thought the, like, dynamic between him and his sister was amazing. Yep. And just a super sweet relationship there. It was just one of those things that, like, you could... Uh, you felt sorry for like this is what this is all the guy wanted to be and now it's kind of like you can't be this anymore yeah and it, and it challenges ideas of what masculinity is yeah. especially in that context right. you know because it's all that like ah rub some dirt in it you'll be alright get back right. on the horse yeah. you know yeah um, but then he had to deal with his buddy who was in the hospital who was essentially yep. a, a, a vegetable more or less yeah because so, yeah. of this for the same right. reason same thing you know so, yeah. Yeah. so just a just a Extraordinary film. Extraordinary film. I'm really looking forward to what that director does next. Uh, number two for me, I don't know if you saw this or not, a documentary, RGB. Oh, I saw RGB. It's great. I, liked I loved it. it. I liked it. Did you? I liked it. I, I thought it, you know, of course, it's a, um, it's a very flattering movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's. I, I don't think it, Yeah. it's, it's, I wish it had a little more depth and a little more style to it uh-huh. than it did. How, how do you not love RGB? Yeah. No, you know what I mean? As, as An a extraordinary person, historical the, figure. The things that she overcame, this little figure, or this little woman, and like what she had to overcome, and the support from her family and her husband mm-hmm. and everything, I, it was phenomenal. Yeah. I told people, I'm like, if you don't see this movie, you hate women. Well, <laughs> well, my, so there, there's two things I'm going to say about it. First, um, there's a thing called hagiography, and it tend, and that's when that is. when what it is that? like uh, turns a person into someone bigger than oh, life, bigger than yeah. human. You know, and and I think this is this movie is a little bit guilty of that. I mean, not that she has major dirt, but people are complicated. You know what I mean? Right. And and there there's nary. Uh, um, a negative quality to her person, 
You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, on the other hand, I think it's an extraordinary portrait of someone with real work ethic. Just, she is tirelessly doing what she feels she needs to do and doing what she does, sure. what she thinks is right. Stand up till four o'clock in the morning. You know, she's legendary right. for that kind of stuff. For like, oh, I got a cancer diagnosis and being back in the robe three days later sure. and all this kind of stuff, you know, working through these kind of challenges. So, so what? I had surgery. I have work to do. You know what I mean? And it's very inspiring in that way. She's never going to die. <laughs> she better not. <laughs> We're fucked if she does. Yeah. Yeah. Never die, Ruth. Yeah. Okay. Oh, um, Two more. Uh, we talked about Roma. I, I Okay. Um, I really... It might be the best movie of the year for me. What? Roma. All right. Uh, you're going to hate my number one. You already said it was on your worst list. Uh, my number one movie is Avengers Infinity Wars. Oh, it wasn't on my worst list. It, it was in my All honorable right, mention. There you list. go. Right. It was fantastic, though. I thought you were just going to move it, though. Oh, no. This is now oh. on the shit list. Oh, you're right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> this is. is on the no, shit list. Number one worst of the year, <laughs> Avengers Infinity Wars. I just loved it, I think, because uh, I am so invested in Marvel movies. Yeah. And it was kind of one of these things of, like, it just brought all of the characters together and then at the end uh, spoiler for people who haven't seen it uh, when when all these characters die yeah. everyone was like what the fuck like everybody in the theater was like holy shit well there there is the there's real sense of consequence yes in this yes partly because in in a you know it's it's it exists outside the theater that like we know Robert Downey Jr and some of these actors <laughs> aren't going to play these roles they forever. Yeah, those so are five years. So they're going to have to retire. So there's got to be um, a conclusion to their version of these characters. There's always going to be an Iron Man, but there might be an Iron Man Mark II, and someone else plays him. So, right. you know, th- this is the way comic books work. Yep. You know, But that doesn't mean they wouldn't potentially kill Tony Stark. And there's a point where I thought they might actually do it. Right. You know what I mean? It was interesting to me of which characters they did kill cuz like they killed Black Panther in the movie. Spoiler. Yeah. And uh but the, the the movie came out early Black Panther the movie came out early in the year and it was like such a success and I think there were people in the theater like what the fuck? I was wanted to revolt well, and kill but, people. But but let, let's 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 all, um, in that moment, let's all take a deep breath and, and understand mm-hmm. that Black Panther makes way too much money for Disney. For well, them yeah, to, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yes, it's yes. Spider-Man. Yes. You know, there, we already knew there's another Spider-Man movie coming right. out. And right. so uh, <clears throat> there's all kinds of ways that they can resolve this stuff. Yep. But the fact of the matter is Spider-Man is such a beloved character by so many people, you know, who start at age two to 80-year-olds out there who love Spider-Man. Yes. Probably the most ubiquitous superhero character of all time. And he's has the most devastating scene at the end. Yeah. Where he says, I don't want it to be over, or whatever he yeah. says. Tell me yeah. you didn't get choked up in oh, that yeah. moment. Yeah. And yeah, he has that father-son type moment with Tony, with Tony Stark. Stark. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a good relationship they built there. So, yeah. so 
and 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 part of the reason why like I felt invested in that is because I have a four year old and he right. worships Spider Man. Oh, that's a big Spidey guy. I can't get uh, him out of his Spider Man jammies. That's great. And um, and he's seen. We've watched some of those Marvel movies and bits and pieces, you know, because there's stuff that's a little, a little scary, a little problem. heavy, you yeah. know. There, there was a point where we're watching Civil War and he's uh, like, "Why are Iron Man and Captain America fighting?" Yes, and just didn't understand and was upset by it. Like, oh man. So he's never going to see the end of Infinity War. Right, until, right, right. Until, It'll blow his mind. Until he's 35. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, can I watch this movie? No. <laughs> 34. Uh, the last movie on my list. Yeah. Did you see You Were Never Really Here? With I Joaquin did not. Phoenix? No, I did oh, not see that. It was good. Gripping. Very gripping. That's. I don't know if you noticed, but my list was in alphabetical order. So. Oh, was it? I wasn't paying attention that way. Yeah, that's why it's on the last one on my list. He, he, um, he is a uh, uh, very psychologically twisted veteran who is a vigilante for hire, and he, um, uh, his specialty is um, hunting down sex criminals. Nice. Rapists and. And sex traffickers. And Perfect. Yeah, and it, it's it's like um, it's shot like an indie movie. Um, there's some art to it, but it is it's a you want to you want on the streets revenge movie. Yeah, this is it. This is the one. Okay, you should watch it. All right. I'm, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Joaquin Phoenix. I like him too. I would go so far as to say he's probably the best working actor out there. You know, he can do anything. You can throw anything at him, and he yeah. can do it. Um, he, you know, and and I and I, I value that kind of that kind of intensity. Where right. He can like draw you in with that. It like, seems voice like grips. a pretty heavy movie. It's really heavy. Um, and it's 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 extraordinary. Okay. It's extraordinary. Lynn Ramsey directed it. She's she's a good one. Well, that's it. That's it. We're baby. done talking movies. 2018. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> fucking get out of here. We're we're on to 2019. So yeah, there's exactly. gonna be a lot of good movies. We're going to have to connect then in the summer, man. Yeah, we are. We'll have to connect like uh, May again. We'll do it. Yep. Uh, plug again your podcast. Oh, yeah. Well, because uh, Kenny in Nashville, is, he's going to be into this. I bullshit Old Guy Metal Podcast. <laughs> Basagum, B S O G M Podcast. Facebook.com slash Basagum Podcast. We're on iTunes, uh, Patreon.com slash B-S-O-G-M. And uh, you can still read my film reviews. Right. John Serba at large.com. Okay. That's good. Uh, can I ask about your job there? Did you did did you feel the squeeze from MLive, or are you like, I'm out of here? They offered buyouts to everybody with 15 years in. God, you had been there 15 years? Damn, oh, I had been there 20. Oh, wow. It's, yeah. It's, so, it's sad to see, like, media and, like, print like that just kind of changing into stuff I don't particularly care for but uh, well I the writing was on the wall I think sure. that anybody who's carrying that much seniority you know um, they want to either axe those salaries or you know um, get rid of four people hire a couple more a couple different people at, at, you know it's that type of yeah, maneuver yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, they gave me a severance and I left. I took it. Sure. They offered it to me and I took I don't it. Blame you. I I would rather take a buyout than um, get laid off. And I saw saw a lot of friends.
You're blindsided like that, right. and it's no good. Right. It's no good. No, no, no fun. For uh, the, the news media business is not a fun place to be right now. I, no. I, we, we've all been reading the headlines recently. Vice and BuzzFeed and um, Huffington Post axing people right. right and left, you know, 10, 15% of their editorial workforce getting cut. Um, you know, and everybody's like scrambling to get the freelance assignments and all that. Um, because that's the way of the kind of the gig economy these days, especially for this business. And, right. and the unfortunate thing is, like, um, you know, M Live and recently cut out all the advanced papers. Yeah, they, they killed all those. Too. It's like, yeah. where is all this local news going to go? It's got to go somewhere. It can't go unreported. I don't so know, man. it's a very interesting business to not be in, and very right. fascinated. With uh, with not being involved. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be interesting being on the outside of the bubble now, just kind yeah, of looking at it. Looking know? at it, and and the some of the problems are are quite prevalent. But that being said, M Live has done some extraordinary um, investigative work as well, as far as uh, bigger bigger news stories, stuff happening in Flint. Uh, more more so the the water contamination story. Yeah, that's yeah, been a, yeah. that's been huge for two years. Um, that was all I'm live. It's unreal that that problem still exists. It's awful. No, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's only right. not not to make a pun, but it's deeper. It right. Get, it only it's only going to get deeper. Right. It's not well, a puddle. It's an ocean. Let's end on a <laughs> fucking difficult note like that, everybody. Uh, people can't drink water in America. All right. John Serba at large.com. <laughs> I, I write things that are not nearly as heavy. I just yes. I just destroyed serenity. On there, so if you like to read a good slam, <laughs> it's live. It's good. It's live, and and my lists are up there too. My best of, nice. my best of the year. My worst of the year list here is exclusive to this podcast. What? Yeah. All right, man. We got a scoop. Yeah, we got a scoop. <laughs> That's the podcast, everybody. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Thank you, Scoop. Uh, hey, thank you, John. We're gonna we're shaking hands we're shaking right now, hands. everybody. You can't say we're shaking hands. Uh, if you guys did enjoy this podcast, uh, tell your friends and family. Uh, tell them to go listen to John's podcast as well. Uh, go like the fan page LMN Podcast on Facebook There's the fan fan page I actually have a fan page for the podcast John, oh, I have yeah. nothing to do with it Oh, I, I I have a fan Oh, you do? Like a fan is running? Yeah, nice. it's not me oh. this, It's the Six Member Mafia <laughs> I have six listeners and uh, So they're part of the Six Member Mafia So nice. it's kind of weird, right? Nice. Pretty weird uh, And then I'm going to remind you guys about the stickers The Hug Your Ween, Cuddle Your Cow And uh, Dippin' Dots for Life Dippin' Dots for Life, John. You know anything about that? It's Dippin' Dots for Life. Uh, if you guys want to buy them, they're two for $5. And all $5 goes towards either uh, Crash's Landing, Noah Project, or the Humane Society in Muskegon. So if you'd like one, get at me for that. And uh, that's it. Listen on uh, CastBox, SoundCloud, iTunes. That's it. Anything else, John? No, I'm good. We're, then we'll we're, see you at the movies. <laughs> Why are you ripping off tags? All right, that's it. See you later. Bye.